you're still here? Well, duh. It's not over. Don't go home. It's bonus Burns and Gabba. Bonus, bonus. This is brilliant. It's bonus Burns and Gabba. Yeah, we're still here and we'll be here till 630. This is great stuff. Are you ready? Let's go. Bonus Burns and Gambo on this Friday night, and as usual, because he is just a prince among men, John Bloom, Suns broadcaster, uh, more than happy, we hope anyway, to come on and chop up the Suns a little bit, talk Suns basketball with us on this Bonus Burns and Gambo, because John Bloom and Tim Kempton, Al McCoy, they'll be taking over at 6.30. Bloomer joining us courtside here on the Burns and Gambo show. What's going on, big time? Well, you know, I was thinking of one guy and one guy only just moments ago when Monty Williams dropped that bomb on all of us here when he said, who is starting tonight for the injured Tory Craig? No, it's not Ish Wayne Wright. No, not Damian Lee. Not Jock Landale. It is Dario Saric, and and I know your affinity for Dario Bernsey, and I know that that flame still burns bright, so let's hope that tonight is a very special night in downtown Phoenix. It's it's dimmed a little bit this year, only because we haven't had a lot of opportunity to see him. I've been a a little baffled by the usage, you know, and not because I'm a fan or because I remember what he did a year ago, but I I really actually thought him coming back was going to be a somewhat integral part of all of this, and it really hasn't so far. So, you know, I'll I'll admit I've I've lost it a little bit, but when I heard that it was Dario who was going to be starting tonight, I thought, okay, that's cool. You've got my attention, Mon for starting Dario Sharks. Why do you why do you think we haven't seen that much of him so far? This is the only the what he's played in twelve minutes in like his last ten or eleven games, right? I mean we yeah. just have not seen a lot of him. No, it's been very little and it is surprising for me too, uh Bernsey, because I did have an expectation and in fact I remember several conversations during the offseason having watched Dario work as hard as he did to get back last year. And I remember after every game seeing him and Frank Kaminsky come by where I do the post game show, you know, giving him a little and, and asking how things were going in their rehab. And, you know, both guys are staying positive, working so hard to get back from their respective injuries. And then, uh, you know, you see him get a chance to play for his native country in the offseason. So you're thinking, okay, well, now he's back. He's back enough to play there. Maybe he's ready to go and back for the Suns as well. And so I had a healthy expectation that he could be kind of the sleeper on this team, that they could make an impact that people weren't really talking about. And, and that has not happened yet. And that could be a variety of factors, one of them being the emergence of a younger Jock Landale who, uh, you know, seems to do a lot of things that the, this coaching staff and these uh, players are really enthusiastic about and have been since they laid eyes on him in the offseason, uh, just playing with him in pickup ball. And then uh, I think another factor is just that you're going up against a lot of teams that are not even thinking about putting a big man with the body type and the uh, skill set of Dario on the floor right now. They're going small, they're going athletic, they're getting up and down the floor, and Dario can sometimes be a liability from that standpoint when the pace is too quick for him. But there is a place for this man in this league. I really believe that. He is an excellent rebounder. He is an excellent passer. He can shoot the ball. He can do enough to find a place onto a floor in the NBA. It just so happens with this particular team right now, uh, that spot isn't readily available. But now, here we go. You have no Cam Johnson. you got no Jay Crowder, obviously, and now Torrey Craig on the shelf, so Dario Dario gets a shot. After that rousing speech, I think you're the vice president of the Dario Sharks fan club after all of that. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy I'm, to I'm, be I'm there. inspired now all of a sudden to talk about Dario Sharks. No, I I do, and I, I don't. 
I know enough about basketball, but I don't know if I know enough enough about basketball to say this with any like real certainty. But it does seem like the Suns like the thought was Dario could be a four, but he could also be like a small ball five. Yep. And it doesn't feel like they've really done the small ball five thing at all this year. I mean, yeah, they're playing against smaller lineups, quicker lineups, and maybe he's a liability in that. But Dario is a small ball five. I can't remember a time when one of Aiton, Jock, or Bismack hasn't been on the floor. It doesn't seem like they've really gone that direction with their lineups at all this year. No, and uh, that's fascinating because it is uh, something I expected to see a little bit of at least. Yeah. And I know I wasn't alone in that, but yet here they are on top of the Western Conference, so I'm going to start second-guessing them. How about that? I guess so. Yeah, no, and I'm not, you know, not second-guessing. Look, it's it's working, obviously, and it's just my, like you say, affinity for Dario that's led to this. And Jock Landale has been a terrific find. I, I mean, it's just so seamlessly weaved into what that they do, even when it gets limited playing time, as Monty kind of experiments, it, it. I don't blame anybody for anything, but I am excited to see what Dario does in those minutes. All and right, one so, other thing, we're, oh, yeah, just sure. before we skip out on this conversation, because I don't want to leave him out of it, we haven't brought up Bismack Biombo, so he is a factor too in this, because he's rim protecting, right? I mean, he's been blocking shots all over the place so far, right. with his left hand, with his right hand, so that's something Dario doesn't do either. So if, you, if you're looking at Monty's decision-making process, you could start to understand it because he's using these kind of different tools that he has, and for some reason, he just hasn't had the need yet to go to that Dario Charge tool until tonight against the Houston Rockets. All right, I don't expect you, I asked this question of Kellen Olsen, uh, our son's guru yesterday, I don't expect you to rank them or do anything of the kind, but when you start categorizing Devin Booker performances, how do you categorize what we saw a couple of nights ago against the Bulls? How does that, again, not necessarily where it ranks, but when you think about the all-time performances, is that the best shooting performance you've ever seen him do? Is that the best, most dominant, you know, quarter-long takeover you've ever seen him do? How do you sort of categorize what you saw out of Devin Booker? I think it was his best regular season night, if that makes sense. Can I can I just say night? It doesn't mean best. Yeah, I guess it was his best shooting performance. I mean, from an efficiency standpoint, with the amount of shots he put up, then yes, it qualifies as that. Uh, I think it was his best performance in the regular season. There were a couple virtuoso performances in the playoffs that we can remember very fondly as DeAndre Ayton wows the crowd again and runs off with a giant smile and a bunch of high fives after knocking down his underhanded half-court shot here. That's the uh, burst you might have heard behind the me. Tradition, but, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it seems to go down every time we're talking, Burnsy. He, he loves it, he loves yes. it when, when I get to talk to Burnsy and, and tell everybody about him making it. Well, uh, <laughs> as far as... Uh, as Booker's performance, though, I mean, I'm still somewhat jaw-dropped over it, like when I think back to it, because we got caught up in it sitting up where we're sitting, calling the game and, and watching it. Uh, you can't help but, but getting caught up with almost the breathlessness of the crowd every time Booker would get the ball. Everybody would just kind of get ready to see what's going to happen. And I heard you talk about this earlier with Jordan Bird. It was great seeing you both tonight, by the way, here in the gym. Uh, and and I, I, I agree with you. I think it's become appointment viewing now, not just for Suns fans. Basketball fans yeah. want to see 
see what Booker's going to do next. Yeah, and that's and that was the comment I made, and it really the thought it just kind of occurred to me in the moment that that is when you've reached that level of superstardom in this league, right? And, and I and I get it. We're here in Arizona. I don't know if everybody feels that way everywhere about Devin Booker, but I think we're getting there, where you know a. A, a, a game between the Suns and anybody has become appointment viewing because it's like, what is Devin Booker going to do now? And, and, and what is that you might, it might be that crazy night where Devin Booker just goes off and does something special. And I think when you've achieved that level of individuality, right, that that indi- that Giannis level, that uh-huh. Luka level of what is he, not they, what is he going to do tonight? That I think is what separates the real superstars within the subgroup of superstars in the NBA, you know? Yeah, I agree, and and we're saying this knowing that this is not what his ultimate goal is, right? No, I mean, we, we And that's yeah. what makes us love him even more because you know in the end he just wants to win the game. He's going to do whatever he can to help his team win the game. And the other night it was 51. Before that it was 44. No idea what it's going to be tonight, and I'm not going to put a number on it, Burns. You don't ask me to. I just am like you. I'm excited to see what he's well, got in store. And, and, you know, and I, I, I want to be honest with everybody, too. It could very well be that he goes 10 for 23 for 24 points. You know, like, like it, it could be, you know, and, and not that, that we should be disappointed by that, but, but we should also expect that what he did the other night, what he did on Monday in Sacramento, that's hard, it's not right? Normal. I mean, that, yeah. that's, that's a level that you just can't achieve in this league every single night. You, you no. just, you're not going to. And so even if it is a 10 for 23 for 24 point kind of night, that's fine too. It's just the uh, it's just the the randomness of hey tonight could be the night Devin Booker has one of those games. That's why he's become the appointment viewing. He's not going to do it every night, but the fact that he's capable of doing it drives you to watch. I think. Oh, I agree. And frankly, uh, you know, I think tonight ideally would be a night that he doesn't need to do that. He doesn't need to put up the big numbers against a young Rockets team. Ideally, you get other guys involved, and maybe even Booker gets to sit and rest a fourth quarter when you've got three games and four nights all against the teams from the state of Texas, starting with the Rockets tonight, then the little two-step will do on the road, San Antonio Sunday afternoon and Dallas on Monday night. So yeah, three games and four nights, always a tough one. And by the way, I want to add this. If you need some bulletin board material, Boban is out on the floor right now warming up for the Rockets. He just faked like he was going to do the DeAndre Ayton underhand half-court shot and then giggled uh, with a couple of his uh, colleagues out there. So if you needed some bulletin board, there's Boban kind of making fun of our big fella here. You know, he's but he's such a fun-loving guy. How can you be mad at Boban? He is. I mean, I mean, I I, I'm, I just saw a Boban commercial just a second ago. I mean, the, the guy's he's he's everywhere. He's right. You just hope he's at Home Depot when you're shopping and he can yeah. get the thing off the top shelf for you. <laughs> he's, he's walking DeAndre Eaton. He's getting the mustard off the top of the shelf for me. He's, he's everywhere and everything to everyone. All right, Bloomer. Uh, as always, I look forward to hearing you when I'm driving home. You and Tim and Al doing the great work that you always do. And uh, we will catch up with you very soon, my friend. Thanks for the time. All right, Birds. You have a great weekend.